0: As the Lord manifests his self existent life as it is in his sinless abode of heaven. Eternal life operates simultaneously outside of time, inside of time, and beyond time. What gives time its everlasting meaning for the believer through faith, yet is also time independent? Does not focus on the future, listen to that, does not focus on the future, but rather on the quality of the age it relates to. Thus, believers live in eternal life right now. Experiencing this quality of God's life now as a present possession, present tense of having eternal life. And there are several scriptures that it references even in, in understanding the Greek. Now this is important because as we get into John, this made, this made John 6 just explode in my face. And it was so much clearer to me exactly what he was talking about. Um, like I said we take things a lot of times at surface value, and I've done the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can have good moral teaching, but Jesus is always trying to show us something a little bit more. And he's trying to show us something in the spirit here, not in the physical realm. Now, we live in a physical realm. We have time and space. So we have beginning, middle, end, right? Well, God lives outside of that, and the spirit is different than that. There is God sees everything all at once. To me, this kind of squashes the whole predestination thing because he sees it all. He can predestine, He can see things that happen from the beginning to the end. But what's interesting is we get into, we're going to get into John 6, 26. And I want to read this. This is going to be long, but I want to read it to you. I'm going to go through the whole thing. Now I'm going to, I'll briefly go through what happened before this. You guys remember um, Jesus fed the 5,000 with uh, five loaves and two fish. And there was bread involved there. And, and, and all this stuff happened. And then he walked on water. And then after this, he kind of, walked, he kind of left everybody. And then all, everybody, all the disciples, everybody was looking for him. This large crowd of people were like, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where are you? Where are you? And then they found him. They're like, hey, what are you doing here? (laughs) We've been looking everywhere for you. So this is verse 26, John 6, 26. It says, Jesus answered, I assure you, you were looking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. What can we do to perform, listen to this, this is what they're asking him, what can we do to perform the works of God? They're already thinking performance. They asked, Jesus replied, this is the work of God that you believe in the one he has sent. Seems so simple. Jesus, uh, what sign, verse 30, what sign then are you going to are you going to do so that we may see and believe you? They asked, what are you going to perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness just as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I assure you, Moses didn't give the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the bread, the real bread. Everybody say real bread real bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life, Zoe life to the world. Then they said, "Sir, give us this bread always." <laughs> Verse 35. I am the bread. He's going to say this several times, and remember this. He says it right in front of them. I am the bread. Now think about this. They're thinking the way we think. We want bread. You just you just multiplied the bread. We want more of this bread that gives us eternal life. They're still thinking physically, but Everything he's saying here, think about this, Jesus is saying in the Spirit, everything. He says, I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one, who, no one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, and yet you do not believe. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of the one who sent me. This is the will of, the, of him who sent me that I should lose none of those he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day. Now, this is something that that blew my mind too. Anytime I see last day, i would always go to the last days, um, the end of time, that kind of thing. But that's not at all what he's talking about here. He's talking to a a primarily Jewish audience that is still thinking old covenant terms. They're still thinking of the way that they do things, the ritualistic things that they have to do. He's explaining to them the the things that are about to happen. He's about to be crucified. He's going to die. He's going to be resurrected right? There's a last day coming of this old covenant. Every time he references last day here, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about this, this whole system that you guys are operating in is about to be over. There's something new going to happen. So when he says last day, and even, this is really good, I'll get to this, I'm about to skip ahead, but even when he goes to resurrection, he's talking about the same thing, the resurrection of new life in Christ. He's not talking about the end days, okay? Verse 40, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have eternal life. Now, what do we know what eternal life is. What? When does eternal life start? Right now. Eternal life is abundant life right now. It's not just when you die. And I will raise him up on that day. Therefore, the Jews started com- complaining about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, isn't this the Jesus, son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I've come down from heaven? Listen to this. You see what they're doing? They're looking at the physical again. Everything they're referencing is is what they see is in the physical realm. Everything Jesus is talking about is spiritual. There are two separate things going on here. That's why they can't understand. Verse 43, Jesus answered them, Stop complaining among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Now, here's the thing. I've always defaulted to the last days when we're all resurrected in new life then. But he's, he's talking about the new covenant that's coming. Listen, when we 6,000 years ago when we ate of the fruit of the knowledge of the good and evil. Y'all remember that? Y'all were there? We ate of the, <laughs> we ate of the truth of the knowledge of the good and evil. We died spiritually. We were, we were cut and, and we died spiritually, right? He's talking about the resurrection of that life that was cut off. He's still talking in the spirit. This whole time Jesus is, is talking, he's talking about spiritual things. So we were cut off and he's saying, you guys, I'm going to raise you guys up. Because they haven't experienced this yet. They don't know born again. That's why we have to be born again because we died in the garden. Does that make sense? So everything he's talking about is spiritual here, but they're not getting it. They're still thinking, we don't, we don't understand. We know you. We know who your father is. Verse 45, it is, written for, it is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened and has learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the father except the one who is from God. He has seen the father. I assure you, anyone who believes, there it is again, has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that anyone may eat of it and not die. Think about this. He's not talking about physical death. He's not talking about you get to you don't die at the end and you go on. Now that is a benefit of it because this eternal life that we inherit now doesn't end. The spirit Remember the water? The water continues even if this this cup goes away, the water continues. The spirit continues. He's talking about spiritual things here. Even before then, they died, but after this, it's going to be different. This new covenant is going to be different. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so they may, may eat but not die. I am the living bread, he says it again, that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give him for the life of the world is my flesh. At that, the Jews argued among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? They're thinking cannibalism, right? I mean, that's what we would default. This doesn't make any sense. How can we eat your flesh? So Jesus says to them, I assure you, unless you eat of my flesh, son of man, drink his blood. (laughs) I'm sure they're going, you do not have life in yourselves. Listen, you do not have life, Zoe, life, God's life, God's abundant life in yourselves. It's not there. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Now he's talking to these people who are approaching the last day of of their whole system. They're approaching this last day. And he's telling them, listen to me. This day is coming that this old covenant's not going to work anymore. The sacrificial system is not going to work anymore. I'm going to make a new sacrifice and I will raise you up on this last day. And they're really probably stressed out about this. They don't understand it. It's completely different than the way that they think. And he says, because my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. I love that. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. It is not like the manna of your fathers and they died. The one who eats this bread will live forever. Do you see a pattern here? <laughs> he's saying the same thing over and over again. He's trying to get them to understand that he's talking about something spiritual. He said these things while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum, verse, 50, verse, ugh, verse 60. Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, This teaching is hard and accept it. <laughs> this is hard. I don't, I don't understand eating your flesh and drinking your blood. That sounds weird and gross and I don't get it. I don't understand. Make more bread. <laughs> Show me a sign. I like bread. <laughs> I think that'll be a good thing. I don't like eating flesh and drinking blood. Yeah. It's also the of the of drinking blood and oh, yeah. That's true. Oh yeah, they were probably really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> no! I, this is hard. This goes against everything we know. Yes. It it is not simple that. I had a Jewish friend that asked what I had the time for time. I said ham and cheese. Swine. Swine. Face. And I said that's probably about the most unkosher thing that we can have. He goes, Oh no, we have a list of kosher things. The most unkosher thing that we can be eaten is human flesh. It is the most offensive thing to a Jew. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's offensive team. to me. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> in the physical, of course. <laughs> but, but but in their list of things that are that are kosher and not culture. that's the top one. Yeah, human flesh is the most unkosher. <laughs> 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 right. what, what i is, when, they, when he said it, he was deliberately being yeah. offensive to It says they're offended in a minute too. Yeah. Jesus is hilarious. He's, I'm going I'm to well I'll get to this in a minute this is, like, this is good I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this but I just I want to kind of get the so you can gain the bearings of exactly what's going on um, okay therefore when, when many of his disciples heard this they said this teaching is hard who can accept it Jesus knowing in himself that his disciples were complaining about this asked them does this offend you? <laughs> does this offend you? Reminds me of Gabe. Gabe. Alright, then that's an inside joke. Then then uh, does this offend you? When then what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. Listen to what he's saying. What if I flew away into the spirit and I came back? Would you get it then? I'm not talking about physical, fleshly things. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit and our life. But there are some among you who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning uh, those who would would not believe and the one who would betray him. Once again, he's he's talking about, he's thinking of spiritual things. He knows that because he sees all things because he's in the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. He said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless he is granted to him by my Father. From that moment, many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. It was too much. They were too offended and they bailed. They're like, this flesh and blood thing's too much for me. I'm out. Therefore, Jesus said to the twelve, you don't want to go away too, do you? (laughs) Simon Peter answered, Lord, who will we go to? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Where else is there? That reminds me of... of, uh, but when all the transition happened at this church, and me and Tracy were talking and praying about it, and I remember saying the same thing. Where are we going to go? We know too much. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> we know too much. We can't go back. We can't go backwards. I mean, we can't. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, it's awesome. It's great. But, I mean, I've, and I, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't know about it. There's lots of life-giving churches. I don't want to badmouth any. But I've been to some that are just really, really messed up. And I was just, I don't understand it. Because there's and', and, and it's, it's because of the enemy that's deceived them, I'll say that because they are thinking in the flesh. Unfortunately, it's not there I don't think it's any of their intentions to do that. I think the enemy has deceived a lot of churches in operating out of the flesh instead of out of the spirit. I'll say that. and we need to pray for them and bless them. I'm not condemning them at all. Um, all right all of that to say that, that when we take this bread and, and and this wine that's actually grape juice, we make it to wine one day. Uh, but in, the, in, in this juice, it's representing the flesh and the blood, okay? Now, they're, in doing a lot of research, I looked at a lot of like open and closed communions in different religions that do different things, and it's amazing how many requirements they ask of you <laughs> in some of the closed communions. I'm like, oh my gosh, how can anyone take communion? Um, but what we do here, if you're visiting, we do open communion. Um, the way I look at it is, if, if you are not born again or anything, you're just eating bread and drinking grape juice, it doesn't bother me. Um, <laughs> and the thing is and we've talked about this I'm not going to go into, into depth about it um, but there's a lot of people that think you, you heap all this judgment on you and that you're going to die and the bread's going to turn into poison or something I don't know but if you read that scripture in its context it's not saying anything about that it was just saying don't show up early and eat all the bread and get drunk so other people it's basically saying put other people before you so if you showed up early and eat a bunch of bread shame on you but you're not going to die just, just don't do it anyway I'm not going to get into all that so we do, we do celebrate open communion here um, and this is what we're going to do. And I asked Emily to make fresh bread. And I think it's awesome just because I love fresh bread. Thank you, Emily. And she made the cutest little tiny rolls. It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, and, I'll, and tasty. T- you better not be eating those rolls yet. I'll go back and teach on that again. I don't care. I'll do it. Um, let's see. Can uh, Who can go... Can somebody go get the nursery workers? I want to bring them in. <laughs> we'll get we we'll an adult to do it. Thank you though. Thank you, Austin. Austin was ready to serve. That's right. I'll go get him. Good job, buddy. I just not want to send you out there. Amongst all the ladies. Um, while they're coming in, I'll kinda I'll kind of start. Communion. You guys know means common union this is one of the reasons we did these chairs in here. It's a party. Maybe we should be celebrating. This is a new covenant. This is new life. Um, the church has shied away from the word party. I don't know why. We've got to call it fellowship. It's a party. And I saw a meme the other day. I need to post. I'm going to post it on our, on our uh, Instagram. But it shows Jesus coming out of the tomb. It says, the party doesn't start until I walk in. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because Jesus went to parties, and, and he celebrated with people. Um, but anyway, so we're going to talk about communion. And, and uh, I'd like to, I, is everybody in here? Do we have everybody? We got all the nursery workers and everybody? Okay. I want to, uh, <laughs> if you're not here, raise your hand. If uh, We're going to talk about it briefly and then we're going to do it. Um, but in Matthew 26, 26, it says, As they were eating, Jesus took the bread, blessed, broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take and eat, and eat it. This is my body. Then he took a cup. We're not doing it yet. I just want to talk about it. And after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink, drink it. I'm sorry, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood that establishes the new covenant. It is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, from this moment, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until, until that day when I drink it in a new way in my Father's kingdom with you. Now, this is another thing. He's, he's pointing towards what's going to happen. So what's cool is in communion, we drink from his vine. Now, let that sink in a minute. We get to reap what we didn't sow, Right? This is what we're doing in this new covenant. We get to reap the benefits of what he did for us. So when we do this, and we're about to do it in just a minute, when we drink this grape juice, which is representative blood, and the spirit, what we're saying is we get to benefit from the covenant. We get to benefit from what his sacrifice was, not our own. So we're, we're, we're eating his fruit instead of the fruit from the knowledge of the good and evil that we decided to eat a long time ago. We get to eat from the tree of life. We get to eat that fruit. So we get to go from that vine. I mean, this is good. This is good stuff. And who is the vine? Jesus, right? So we get to eat his fruit instead of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We get to eat it um, from the tree of life, which is Jesus. Um, 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, Whoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Christ. This This is why I wanted to do this kind of the way that we're doing it. As we've been fasting this month, fasting towards something, the two things I talked about were unity within our body. And I believe it's important that we don't, we don't have any divisions in here. And, it, and I want to, and as much as I can, try to help with any of that. But there's something that, that brings us together that we can't do physically, and it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was three in one. You were born from community. Whether you know it or not, you were born from the Trinity. You were born from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We were made... To be with each other. We were designed this way for a reason. We love and we learn from one another and we grow from one another. I'm not saying there's never conflict because there is conflict, but we all come together for one purpose, and that purpose is Christ. It's Jesus. It's who he is and what he died for. And so if we plan, and I plan very much so to reach outside of these doors, I want to, and as much as we can, grow together. And so we're gonna do more things like this. We're doing in reaches, we're doing outreach. So we can get to know each other and we can sit around a table and we can party together and we can hang out together and we can get to know each other. And we have a common union. And this common union is in the spirit. It's different than the flesh. How many of you know one out of every one person dies physically? Statistically. One out of every one person physically will eventually pass away. Guess what? The spirit does not. The spirit does not end. But we do get to reap the benefits of it now. So this common union is seeing those two separate things. When Jesus was explaining these things in the Spirit, and they couldn't get it, the reason they couldn't get it is because they were still in the flesh. They were still seeing things physically. So when we come together, we're saying that we're all one in Spirit. Does that make sense? So when we take His, his flesh, which is the bread, and the, uh, the bread juice, which is the blood, we take and we multiply. How many of you know that if the devil knew when he crucified Christ that he would multiply, he probably would have never done it. He only had one Jesus to deal with. Now he's got like millions of Holy Spirits to deal with. Billions, yeah. So we're going to do this. If we can have a couple of guys, um, Melvin, Fred, you guys mind coming? Giving? We're just going to have them pass out the, the little cups, just one for each person. I feel bad because it looks like we've set up a feast for you guys with all these tables and we just give you mini rolls and tiny little shot glasses of grape juice. But uh, we'll have a par- we have a party coming up that we're going to have actual feast, and it'll be good. So we want to do this and, and, and uh, you guys go ahead and pass it out. And then I'm going I'm to explain it and then we'll pull away the, the clear barrier between you and the fresh bread. Buddy, you guys come down. Y'all come down. I'm sorry, thank you. I'm... The eyes in the sky. They were kind of in here. We just didn't have them, the, the breads. Yeah, <laughs> toss it to them, throw roll. I, t- I was talking to Emily about that, and we were trying to decide how we were going to do this. <laughs> and I was like, we could do throwed rolls. And I was like, oh, great. And then I would have somebody. At, you know, out a week later. How'd you get that black eye? Communion. <laughs> Communion. And then I found a meme of a of a bread gun, and I was like, oh, I need more bread for my bread gun. I'll make a bread cannon just like... I'm all about cannons. <laughs> so when we get started, while we're passing this out, when we get started... Um, what I'd like for you to do, if there's adults at the table with kids, if the adults will do this, I'd like for you to take one of those little pieces, and we can snack on them afterwards later, but one of the pieces and break them into, into pieces. I'd like for you to break the bread and, and pass it out. And to me, that's kind of signifying that multiplication of, of his Holy Spirit in us all from one to all. So if you guys, once we do get started, if you can just take one roll and break it up for everyone in however big pieces you want. I mean, you can do more than one if you need. Is that what you're about to ask? One of each. Yeah. Well, we'll. Yeah, I just want it broken. It's just my thing. Just break the. I just want you to break the bread. It doesn't matter. Just is. I just wanted it broken and kind of multiplied. Just, just break the bread, people. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, I don't. I guess I need a piece too. Thank you. Breaking off a piece for me. Thank you. (laughs) I'm good. thank you very much if anybody does not have fresh bread and fresh grape juice raise your hand anybody everybody good okay thank you guys all right how many of you how many of you know that you are the body of Christ do you all know that Do you know that the first body of Christ was Christ? (laughs) Did he do some pretty great things? He did, didn't he? Do you know that he said that we're going to do greater things? And we're the body of Christ? This is why I want to kind of break and multiply it so we can see this visually too. His Holy Spirit was spread out all over the earth. And we get to partake in that. The reason why we do this, we take this inside our bodies is because it's something going on inside of us. It's not just outside. It's not just physical. It's spiritual, and we have a spirit that lives inside of, inside of us that lives forever. And we'll go, we're going to go back to Matthew. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, "Take and eat of this bread, my body." So we take we. Takes a little bit longer with fresh bread. <laughs> That's why I told you how to break it. You'll be chewing on it all day. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, "Drink, of, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood that establishes the new covenant." This is good news, because we don't choke. (laughs) The cool thing about this is, y'all can snack on the bread, it's okay if you want to, we just don't have a lot of juice, we'll have to think think more ahead next time, don't choke. But here's the thing, the reason we do this, and I want you guys to fellowship, we've got a good 15-20 minutes, we're just going to hang out and get to know each other, and I invite you guys to talk about kind of what we've been talking about, what I talked about here too. But also just get to know each other. And if you're, if you're at a table with people that you know really well, feel free to wander. It's okay. Get to know somebody that you, you may not sit on the same side as them normally. Because we want to get to know each other and to fellowship and pray for each other. And this is, this is uh, the reality that we're in is a spiritual reality. It's not just physical. And so we do this, and it is a celebration, and it is fun. And church is not always just weird and judgmental. It's okay to have fun. Um, so I just want to pray for you guys, and then we're going to go into uh, just a time of fellowship where you guys can hang out, and talk, walk around, mingle, whatever. And then I'll dismiss with prayer, getting getting closer to uh, to noon. Yes. I'd like to take this to my sister-in-law who's sick. Sure. And share it with her. Yeah. So healing. Yeah. Sure. We will do that. And if y'all want to take bread with you, if there's some left over, you're welcome to take it. And and listen, I encourage you guys to pray. The the and we we'll, we we want to pray as well, but um. The, the great thing that Jesus did was broke down the whole hierarchy, the same Holy Spirit that I have, the, the Holy Spirit that these kids have. And what's cool about that is, too, even when, when they were criticizing him about where he came from, we know where you come from, we know this. I want to encourage you guys to, to encourage the kids, too, because they carry this Holy Spirit. If they're born again, they carry the same Holy Spirit. And a lot of times what we do is we teach them about heroes, even in the Old Covenant, when, when, when Jesus said, you guys know John, and John was like a hero to them. He's great. He's like one of the, he's the greatest prophet, but even the least in this new covenant is greater than him. So I encourage you guys, teach. It's okay. Teach about the, the heroes of the old covenant, but these kids are heroes in the new covenant. So encourage them. Pray for them, and they carry that same Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray for you guys. Father, just be with us right now. Um, we're going to hang out for about 15, 20 minutes and just uh, love on each other and get to know each other. This is going to be our extended kind of hangout greeting time. But, Father, just uh, manifest your spirit as we just talk and, and, and love each other and pray for each other. Father, if there's any needs here, we, we, uh, we want them to be known. Father, this is a, a good place with people that love, that, um, that love each other in here. Father, I pray that we'll continue to have one common union and that we will all go in the same direction with you. Father, this is your church and your service and your time and your people. Father, we want to be um, the body of Christ that you want us to be. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hang out. We're going to hang out a little bit. Don't run off.